Hey everyone, it's so, so good to be with you. Welcome to Victory Church Online. Come on, we're building a community online and the best way to build community is to interact. Don't just watch, but get involved. Post in the chat, be part of what's going on. And you know what, the best way actually to do that is to join us 9 a.m. every Sunday morning, victory.org.za slash live. Come be part of our online service. Maybe you're watching this later on in the week. The best way to get involved in community is to be part, post in the chat. Don't just sit by yourself, but engage with our online community. Come on, we believe in online church. We're reaching people online. Let's do this together. You know what, if you haven't met me yet, if we haven't met yet, my name is Jean-Michel. I'm one of the pastors here at Victory, and uh, we want our sermon today to be interactive. I encourage you to post and get involved, interact with us. It's going to be a good one. So as we open up today, I have a question for everybody, and my question is this. How do you recharge? Right? We all live crazy, busy lives. This world is relentless in its pace. How do you recharge? Where is your chill space? Where is your rest place? You know, do you separate yourself? Do you get alone? Do you recharge by spending time by yourself? Or maybe you recharge by spending time with other people. Maybe you just love to be with other people, social situations, parties even, where you feel like you recharge with people. Where do you recharge? Post in the chat, come on. I am actually one of those that recharges by themselves. I'm a little bit of that kind of loner type. I love people. I love being around people. I love community. Um, I love church. But I also love to just kind of spend of time by myself and I'm kind of that that kind of person what kind of person are you do you love to recharge by yourself or in groups of people and you know what as you're posting in the comments there uh, we we like to group these two people into one of two groups right we love to group everybody into one of two groups introverts or extroverts right Introverts are kind of those more loner people, they're quieter, kind of sit by themselves. Extroverts are the big, loud people who are always the life of the party and engaged with everyone and everything that's going on, have tons of friends. You know, we like to group people into one of two categories, but I think this area is a bit more gray than black and white, right? I think everyone is kind of in the spectrum of whether introverted or extroverted. I'm one of those types, actually, because I love people. And I love being around people, but I also love to be by myself. So I describe myself as an introvert, but I love people as well. And I think that uh, we're all kind of somewhere along the scale. But you know what? It's so important to know how you recharge because in this world rest is huge we have to take care of ourselves take care of our bodies our minds take care of our mental space so you got to learn what kind of person are you where do you recharge it's important so that you take care of yourself you know sometimes we think about introverts as people who are more loners maybe they're more prone to to feeling kind of insecure maybe they're more prone towards being people who um, are, are, are kind of tense or worried or maybe a little bit more kind of shy and closed off from other people. We kind of think that extroverts, people who are big and loud, they're confident, they're full of energy, full of life. They're the ones, they don't really have fears, they're not really scared of anything, they just go ahead and do stuff. But you know what, I have something to say to all of us today. No matter where you find yourself on that scale, we all have insecurities. 
come on, you might think that that person that you know in your workplace or in your family that's just the loud and big one is kind of, they're confident, they're, they're doing good, but the reality is sometimes those people are struggling with insecurities more than you could ever imagine. And sometimes we, we think that introverts, the ones who are loners, are kind of dealing with lots of insecurities. They're scared of people, but actually it's not the case. Do you know that there is value in being alone? It's huge. There is value in being on your own. And you know what? This is something that in our society is just, it's huge. It's one of the things that we are most insecure about. Check this out. Just that thought of, do I have friends? Uh, do I have a partner? Or am I alone? And if I don't have friends, big circle of friends, and if I don't have a partner, is there, is there something wrong with me? So much of reality television and so much of what's, what's kind of takes our consciousness as, as a society is, is around this idea of whether you are popular or not popular, with people or not with people. It's huge. It's such a huge insecurity that we face in our society. You know that God doesn't want us to live with insecurity. It's something that all of us have to grapple with and deal with. And we need to understand, even that person you think is the most confident person on planet Earth, they're also dealing with insecurities. They're also wondering about whether people like them. But you know what? There is so much value in being on our own. Sometimes we think that that's kind of, it's not good for us. It's not good to be alone. But you know what? There is so much value in taking time out of the noise out of the craziness of life and spending time on your own to rest, recharge, and to hear God. It's huge. And so I want to read a scripture today. It's a scripture that comes out of the book of 1 Samuel. It's about David. Now, we know David as the giant slayer. We know him as the king of Israel. But this story takes place when he's no longer the boy who slayed Goliath. But he's not quite crowned king yet. He is just David. And the context of the scripture is really interesting. David is kind of, he's running away from Saul. Saul was king at the time. And because of jealousy and all kinds of insecurities, Saul wanted to kill David. He was all after David. And the context of this scripture, David finds himself in battle with the Philistines in a town called Kalah. And he's gone and he's actually heard God and he's gone down and he's fought these Philistines and God has delivered the Philistines, the enemies of Israel, the enemies of God. He's delivered them into his hands and he's just won a huge victory. He's feeling good. He's protected this town. He's done a great thing and God has helped him do it. That's how this David is feeling. We pick up the story, 1 Samuel 23 verse 7 goes like this. Saul was told that David had gone to Keilah, and he said, God has delivered him into my hands, for David has imprisoned himself by entering a town with gates and bars. And Saul called up all his forces for battle to go down to Keilah to besiege David and his men. Check it out. Saul right now is like, you know what? This is my opportunity. David has put himself in Keilah. He's surrounded by walls, gates and bars. He's stuck there. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go there now. I'm going to besiege him because he's in my hands. I can get David now. 
Let me pick up the story from verse 9. When David learned that Saul was plotting against him, he said to Abiathar the priest, bring the ephod, bring the ephod. Verse 10, David said, Lord God of Israel, your servant has heard definitely that Saul plans to come to Calah and destroy the town on account of me. Will the citizens of Calah surrender me to him? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? God of Israel, Lord, tell your servant. David is praying. He's asking God, what's going on? Is Saul coming? Is he coming for me? And the Lord said, he will. Boom. David is in this place and he's feeling great. He just won a huge victory. He's doing well. He's feeling like he's in a place of strength. You know, at this town, I've saved the town. The town's going to protect us. We've got good walls here. We're strong. We're fortified. We're ready for anything. David is feeling good. And in, in two words, David's world just begins to shatter. He asks God, is Saul coming? Will Saul come? God answers just with two words. He will. Again, David asked, Will the citizens of Calah surrender me and my men to Saul? And the Lord said, two devastating words, they will. This is huge. In just four words, God doesn't bring this message of encouragement. You know what? Yeah, Saul is coming, but I'll protect you. He doesn't say, yeah, they'll deliver you into Saul's hands, but nothing will hurt you. God just says, yep, Saul's coming, and they're going to deliver you into his hands. And so you check from verse 13. David and his men, about 600 in number, left Calah and kept moving from place to place. They ran away. When Saul was told that David had escaped from Calah, he did not go there. David stayed in the wilderness, strongholds, and in the hills of the desert of Ziph. Day after day, Saul searched for him, but God did not give David into his hands. So check David and moves from this place where he thought he was strong, and he goes into the wilderness, place to place. He keeps moving. Saul can't find him. While David was at Horesh in the desert of Ziph, he learned that Saul had come out to take his life. He's feeling so nervous right now. Verse 16, and Saul's son, check this out, Jonathan, went to David at Horesh and helped him find strength in God. Don't be afraid, he said. My father Saul will not lay a hand on you. You will be king over Israel and I will be second to you. Even my father Saul knows this. Verse 18, the two of them made a covenant before the Lord. Then Jonathan went home. Check this out. But David remained at Horesh. Our sermon title today, if you're taking notes, is Courage in the Quiet. Courage in the Quiet. You see, in this moment, David thought that Calah was the place of strength. He thought he was, he was feeling good. He was feeling strong. He was feeling ready for anything. But in just a quick moment, he realized that there was no strength in Calah. God knew that he needed to take him out of that place of strength and take him to a place of quiet, a place of rest. You see, David found himself at Horesh. And in that place, God knew that Horesh was the place 
of quiet, the place of rest, the place where he was taking David. Keilah was not the place of quiet, but Horesh was. And so even though David thought he was in a place of strength, God had a different plan. You know what? Sometimes you and me, we think we're in a place of, of strength. Every one of us goes through insecurities. But you know what? The biggest and hardest insecurities that we go through are when we think we're strong in an area, something happens, and it just all falls apart. I think about maybe a business where you were going really strong, and you had clients, and business was coming in, and you were making money, and things were going well, and then all of a sudden, things just seem to take a left turn, and now suddenly it's difficult. You start to ask yourself the question, am I a good boss? Am I a good businessman? What? What, what's going on here? Is, is everything okay? Um, you start to get insecure about the place that you find yourself in. Those are the hardest and most difficult places to deal with insecurity. Insecurity is huge. And it's those times that we need to get to a place of rest, a place of quiet where God can encourage us, bring courage to us. Come on, who's out there listening today? You need courage. You need some courage in your life just to make it through the next season, the next thing that's going on in your life. Come on, you need courage. And I want, to see, I want you to see this. I want you to see how, how God works, right? David thought he was in a place of strength. But God had to move him into a different space, a place of quiet, a place of peace where God could bring hope to him. Who comes to David? Jonathan comes to David. Why? To bring courage to him. He says to him, don't be afraid. My father Saul will not lay a hand on you. Come on. God wants to get you into that place of quiet. There is value in being on your own where you can rest and receive from God. He wants to get you into that place so he can bring courage to you, so he can tell you, do not fear. The enemy will not lay a hand on you. You and I, we need to get into that alone place, that quiet place with God. We need to get out of the place we think we're strong and get to where God wants us to be, to that place of quiet. Do you know that Jesus did this? He took time away from everything to get alone with God. In Luke chapter 5, it says that Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. It's not that Jesus wanted to be alone. It's not that he wanted to be lonely it's that he needed to get away from the noise, away from what everyone else thinks, away from whatever else is going on in life, and get with God. Because it's in that place that the Holy Spirit brings courage to us. Check this out. In this picture of David and Jonathan, Jonathan is a picture of the Holy Spirit. These two were not related, but they were closer than brothers. David and Jonathan, they were closer than brothers. And in this space, Jonathan is a picture of the Holy Spirit who comes alongside. The Greek word for Holy Spirit is parakletos, the one who comes alongside, who strengthens us, who is there for us. And so when David gets out of his own strength and and gets into the place God wants him to be. That's when Jonathan gets to come and encourage him. And today it's the same thing for you. When you will get out of the place where you think you are strong. And get to the place of quiet. That is where the Holy Spirit will cover you. 
and bring courage in the quiet. We all deal with insecurities. Maybe you're saying today, you know what, Pastor, I don't struggle with sin, so to say. I don't struggle with drinking. I don't struggle with drugs or with sexual sin. I, I don't struggle with those types of things. But you know what? I don't really believe in myself. I don't really believe that business is for me. I don't really believe that being a good parent or having a good marriage is for me. I'm insecure about this. I'm insecure about myself. I don't know if I'm strong. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if it's for me. This is where God wants to come in. I want to encourage you today that that place of quiet, you've got to find your Horesh, the place where you will find God, the place where he wants you to be, a place of quiet where all the noise turns off and you can hear who God says you are. David need to, needed to hear Jonathan say, you know what? My father will not touch you. You know who you are. You will be king. God wants to tell you that today. And so let's pray together. Let's take a minute to pray. And just let God speak to us. Maybe you're struggling with insecurities. Maybe you're struggling with direction and you need God. I want to encourage you today. Find your Horesh. Find your place of quiet because there is courage in the quiet. Lord Jesus, I bring every person to you today. Every person struggling with any kind of insecurity feeling like they can't do it, feeling like it's not going to be okay. I'm asking you today, number one, to bring us peace and rest. I'm asking you to show us how we can get, how we can get away from the noise, away from the things that pull our attention away, and let that Spirit of God come in and bring us courage. I pray for those who are feeling down today that you will encourage them, that you will remind them who they are in you, that they have everything that they need and they can simply rely on you. I pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, I pray you receive that today. And I pray that you will spend time often, just like Jesus, often withdraw, get away from the noise, get into God's presence, because he's got a plan for you.